another level. It ain't nobody mad but the devil, no. It's your time, you go ahead and shine. It's your time, you go ahead and shine. It's your time, you go ahead and shine. Going to another level. It ain't nobody mad but the devil, no. It's your time, you go ahead and shine. It's your time. You go ahead and shine. That music was from my brother in Christ, Jordan Scott. Ain't nobody mad but the devil. But hello, Thriver, and happy new year. My name is Paul Calcote, and I'm your host. We made it, y'all. We made it to 2021. And all I can say that God is a keeper, and he is faithful indeed. So happy new year once again. The Bible says that this is a day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad therein. Thank you so much for tuning in to season two of Real People, Real Talk. And I'm kicking it off with a bonus episode. And then we're going to resume our weekly conversations on Wednesdays. I have been prayer storming, researching and collaborating. And I am really looking forward to bringing you the best content in 2021. Content that moves you from surviving to thriving Content that empowers you and encourages you To be all that God has called you to be And before we get right into the content I must say thank you Thank you so much for listening and for supporting This podcast, Real People, Real Talk Was voted 2020 Podcast of the Year By an organization called Black Christian Influencers and I was honestly blown away just by like the love and the support and the votes um, from you guys and from my parents, too. They were there when I got the award um, on Instagram live. And my mom texts almost everybody on her phone, say, you won podcast of the year. And so I just wanted to start this year off with some gratitude and tell you thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. And speaking of Instagram, be sure to connect with me there for dope content, content to make you laugh, make you smile, make you think um, all things motivating. And I'll leave my handle in the in the show notes. It's at Paul W. Calcote and it's P-A-U-L-W-C-A-L-C-O-T-E. Follow. But now let's talk. Have you ever asked any of the following questions? What am I here for? What is my purpose? Or what is God's will for my life? If you ever ask any of those questions or any variation of those questions, then this is the perfect episode for you as it is titled How to Know God's Will for Your Life. So the good news is that God's will isn't a mystery. God isn't sitting in heaven playing hide and go seek or playing um, keep away with you and your plans and his plans for your life. We're going to be in Jeremiah chapter one, verses four through eight. And just a reminder, I do sermons once a month and then we do our weekly regular dialogues. Now, the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you was born, I consecrated you. I appointed you to be a prophet to the nations, appointed you to be a prophet to the nations. We see here that just like Jeremiah had a God given purpose, so do you. So my goal today is to give biblical answers, to give biblical truth to some of life's deepest questions. How to know God's will for your life. Hashtag purpose. What is God's will for your life and why does it even matter? So quick note here, I'm going to use the words calling, purpose, and God's will interchangeably. So we read in verses four and five, we see that God's will 
And God's purpose for Jeremiah was to be a prophet to the nation. And this leads me directly into question number one. How do you find God's will for your life? You discover God's will through seeking. Yeah, I often hear a lot of people say things like, you know what? I'm trying to find myself. But in all honesty, no one can find themselves without first finding God. And if you really want to find and know your purpose and know God's will for your life, you must consult your creator. Uh, let me give you an example. Let's take let's take uh, Tesla, for example. If I want to know the ins and outs of all things Tesla, I'm not going to ask my beautiful wife. I'm not going to ask my loving parents. I'm not going to ask my great friends. Um, if I had the clout, I would ask the creator, Elon Musk. And so I say that to say this, that the first step in finding your purpose, the first step in finding God's will for your life is connecting with the creator, connecting with God and seeking after him by way of prayer and Bible study. That's the first way. But as you're praying and as you're studying your Bible, other ways that you kind of d- discover God's will for your life is by trying new things. I feel like experience is such a great teacher. As you try new things, um, you will learn what you like and what you dislike. And God is so cool. He's so gracious. He's so faithful that your purpose is often connected to what you're passionate about. So picking up at verse six, it says, then I said, "Ah, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak for I am only a youth. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am only a youth. For to all whom I send you, you shall go and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them. I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord, which leads me to question number two. What is God's will for my life or what has God called me to do? What has God called you to do? All right. So each of us have two callings. We have a universal calling and then we have an unique calling calling let me explain now god's universal calling and speaking of calling if you want to know even more um, on this subject um season one episode 46 i and the president of the southern baptist convention pastor jd greer we did an episode together um which has the title of his book which is the title of the episode as well what are you going to do with your life and we unpack some things even more so go check that out and i'll leave the link in the show notes as well but there are multiple phrases that describes god's will on a basic level um, so God's will for your life, um, his universal calling is for every single believer to be faithful, to be obedient, to love God, um, to love his people, um, to bring God glory. The Bible says in Isaiah 43, 6 and 7, it said, bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, whom I have formed and made. Isaiah 12 and four, because God's will, his universal calling is also to know him and to make him known. So make known among the nations what he has done and proclaim his name be exalted. So you may be saying, well, what is God's will for my life? God's will for your life is clearly in the Bible is to be faithful to him is to be obedient to him, to bring him glory, to know him, to make him known, to love him and to love his people. And it's ultimately wrapped up in the Great Commission found in Matthew 28 is to make disciples and share the gospel, pointing others to Christ. That's God's calling for your life. That's God's will for your life. That's your purpose. But I do want to say that 
God's will is more than just a one-time choice, but rather it's a journey. And to add to that, I want to encourage you as we're in this new year of 2021, don't overcomplicate decisions, whether you're choosing a major, um, choosing a, um, a job or a place to live. Um, you don't have to complicate it, but I do want you to ask the question that, you know, as you're, you know, discovering God's will and you're uncovering his purpose um, day by day, season by season, when you are tasked with making a decision, um, ask yourself this question. Does this decision allow me to love God, to love others and to make disciples? If said decision allows you to love God, to love others and to make disciples, then that's the right choice. So about seven years ago, I had to make a decision. Um, I had a choice between doing college ministry at three different places. And at each place, it was going to allow me to love God, to love others and to make disciples. And so it was whether I was going to do college ministry in Mississippi College. Shout out to my Lighthouse Ministry friends. Um, or I was going to continue to do ministry at the Louisiana State University uh, Baptist Collegiate Ministry. Um, shout out. Steve Masters and the crew there, or was I going to go to a, a totally different place in New Orleans and work at the Baptist Collegiate Ministry at Tulane University? Shout out to Corey Olivier, one of the best cooks that I know. Uh, but yeah, so all those those decisions, either way it go, I was going to be fulfilling God's calling on my life. And so this is where sometimes it's easy to choose between a good choice and a bad choice. Um, but sometimes we need to ask, what is the wisest thing to do? Like, what are some steps that we can take when we're choosing between um, a good option and a good option? And so I got this from Erica Young Reitz. Uh, I read her book entitled After College. After, um, I read it after I went to college. And she outlines the process to discovering God's will for your life. And so I just want to um, adapt to that. And so let's go. Let's talk about it. And so step number one in knowing God's will for your life we, we we talked about this earlier. It's, it starts with seeking him. And so with this process of decision making, even more practical, it starts with consecration. As I talked about earlier, you're praying, um, you know, in God, you're, you're in God's word. The Bible tells us in Proverbs three, five, six, it says you trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding and all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. So if you will acknowledge God, God will direct you. So the first step is consecration. And so before making major decisions in my life, not only do I pray, but I also fast because fasting and prayer goes hand in hand when you are trying to um, um, to consecrate yourself. So you can really hear from God. Um, before I asked my wife to marry her, I went on a fast. When I was choosing between jobs or what states to live in, I went on a fast. And just a quick note about fasting. Fasting means to go without food for spiritual purposes. Now, we, um, well, most of us listen to this, maybe, you know, privileged or spoiled. And by that, I mean, we have access to grocery stores and fast food restaurants and some places. And we don't have to go out and hunt for our food. A lot, a lot of us don't. And so in those days, in the biblical times, uh, fasting was huge because the time that they would spend in um, hunting for the food and then preparing the food, all those hours, instead of spending that eating, they would spend it seeking after God. So there's various type of fasting. 
uh, one day, three days, 21 days, uh, 40 days. A lot of churches and people in the body of Christ are currently on uh, what's called a Daniel fast, where you go with no meat, no bread, and no sweets for 21 days, kind of to start the year off with prayer, fasting, and consecration. So, you know, we want to see God really move in this year and kind of give God the first fruits of our year. And fasting as we're talking about consecrating ourselves so we can really hear from God when we try when we're trying to make a decision it's it's a process that we deny our flesh and we glorify God fasting is a way that we focus on God and we draw closer to him and we tune out the noise of this world so once again we can hear God more clearly fasting is a continual prayer that says more than I want food in this moment God I want you Moses he received the 10 commandments after he fasted Jesus began his public ministry after he fasted. So prayer and fasting is a way that we slow down and we consecrate ourselves so we can hear from God when we are making major decisions and trying to discover his will and his purpose for our life. So after consecration, then you should pursue information. And so when you're trying to discern between two good options, you need to consecrate yourself, you know, seek out the God and then you need to gather all the information, the facts that you can. And so, for example, we're trying to choose between jobs, ask questions of the people that already work there. Like going back to my um, decision that I had to make um, years ago, um, I talked with my current coworker at LSU to talk to, talk to my boy, um, Tyler Hoffbauer. And we just kind of bounced off ideas and what, you know, got his um, his input. Um, I talked with a friend who worked at the NOLA BCM, Joy Pig. And so you got to gather information so you can make the right choice. And then I use common sense. At that time, I was living in New Orleans. So I compared the mileage on my car. So if I was to work at the, the campus in New Orleans, if I was to go to uh, Louisiana State in Baton Rouge, you know, there'll be more hours. I mean, not more hours, but there would be. Yeah, there would be. There would be more hours in the car and more miles on my car. So, yeah. So as you're pursuing this information, of course, consult God's word, as we talked about earlier um, with with my the example I'm using, choosing between which college ministry to pursue. Uh, ministry opportunity to pursue was a no brainer because um, in either setting, I would be fulfilling the great commission of making disciples in either. So that's my universal calling or in either setting, I'll be fulfilling God's unique calling on my life in that season, which was to minister to, to college students at that time. And so ask yourself, does scripture support the decision that you are about to make the option that you are about to choose? And also take into account um, godly counseling, um, Christians that you know and trust, as well as previous experiences and personal desires. And ultimately, um, I made the choice to work at Tulane um, at the Baptist Collegiate Ministry there. And that ultimately led me to where I am now. So as you're walking in obedience, God will reveal more and more of his will to your life. For example, uh, as I'm saying, you know, you're walking in purpose, um, you're walking in obedience and you are seeking after God. God will reveal his purpose for your life. Um, rewind back to 2008. I was praying and fasting in my dorm room at Mississippi College. And one of my friends came in by the name of Chaz Barnes and he invited me to to go eat. Uh, I still remember like it was yesterday. It was fried chicken Wednesday. And I was like, nah, man, I can't because this is my day of of prayer and, and fasting. I was just going to eat one meal that day. And I was like, you know, you can join me if you want to. And so he came in and we uh, read Psalms 23 and they said I had an awesome time in the Bible study. And I was a resident assistant at that time. And the Lord just kind of moved. And more and more of my friends and the people that live on the hall 
came by on Wednesdays and we would just have time in prayer and time in the word. And ultimately that led us to starting a ministry called Lighthouse Ministry that still goes on to this day, ministering to hundreds of college students on um, a weekly um, basis in our heyday. And I say that story to say this, you know, that blossomed to a full world ministry. We met for worship in the world weekly and did a lot of awesome things and um, impacted the, the community. I said all that to say this, not to bring myself into glory, but to say that I found God's will and God's purpose for my life as I was seeking him. It was through that encounter that led through a series of events that um, that I was able to find out that God's unique calling on my life was college ministry and young adult ministry. And that is what I'm doing now as Lord continues to un- unfold and reveal his will for my life. And as I was walking in obedience, not walking in perfection, but walking in progression and walking in obedience, I was doing a college ministry Bible study back in May. And God was just kind of stirring in my heart because we was doing Zoom Bible studies and a lot of the cameras were off. And I'm like, Lord, what's another way I can reach your people without the the um the burden of having to turn on our camera and be so in, involved. And so the Lord just kind of laid it on my heart to do a podcast. And we fast forward um, to 2021, fast forward to right now. I want to tell you this, that as you are pursuing God's will for your life, as you are walking in purpose and walking in obedience, there's a level of peace, a level of joy, a level of fulfillment that comes from answering God's call on your life. And so this is a question that is Googled a lot and it's asked a lot in church. What is God's will for my life? Don't complicate God's will. Seek him and trust him, knowing that God is behind the scenes working things out. And don't fear making the wrong decision. Don't fear failure. Yeah, God is so faithful that even if you make the wrong turn, Even if you make the wrong choice, he won't abandon you, but he immediately will put you back on the right path. I'll give you a GPS metaphor. One time, well, this happened several times, to be honest, but uh, I would be on my GPS and for one reason or another, I would miss my turn. And so um, instead of the GPS saying, all right, you got to go back to your starting destination and we're going to try this over again. No, whenever I make a wrong turn, the GPS calculates the fastest route based on where I am in the moment. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. So in other words, if you just so happen to make the wrong choice or the wrong turn, God is not going to start you all the way over. He's going to calculate the best route, the fastest route from where you are right there. Amen. Amen. So God's that's God's universal calling. All right. We share in God's universal calling of making disciples. But God also has a unique calling upon your life. And before I unravel that, I just want to say celebrate how God has wired you, my friend. If you are an introvert, celebrate that. If you are the life of the party or extrovert, celebrate that. If you, if, if you are nerdy and you like to read or whatever, celebrate how God has wired you because God is so cool that what he has called you to do, his will for your life is connected to like your passion and, and it's connected to your personality and connected to things that you like to do. So celebrate how God has wired you. That's, God doesn't make mistakes. There's no accidents or incidents when he was creating you. He didn't say, oops, oh, I made them the wrong way. God created you how he wanted you to be created. So celebrate that and embrace that. So every believer has at least one spiritual gift which contributes to his or her unique calling. 
And and spiritual gifts, those are special gifts bestowed by the Holy Spirit upon the Christian for the purpose of building up the church. So whatever God has called you to do, he has already equipped you with the tools, the passions, the gifts and the skills to do it. It's all inside. I remember seeing commercials back in the day for JCPenney. JC Penny, they would say it's all inside. And I want to say that to you, whatever God has called you to do, he has already equipped you. Everything that you need to do as well is all inside. And so that specific call that God has on life, on your life, nobody else can do that. But you, your call, it may be the medical field. Let's see the law field, maybe to preach, to write, to sing, to lead, whatever it is, answer that calling. And as mentioned earlier, you would discover your unique call, your unique calling By seeking after God. So from our text today, Jeremiah chapter one, we understand that Jeremiah's universal call was to make God known, just like we should make God known. And it's his unique calling was to prophesy to the nation of Israel. And your unique calling is, it's between you and God to find out and for the world to experience as you are walking in purpose. But I want to revisit verse seven before we land this plane. It says, but the Lord said to me, do not say I am only a youth. Just thinking about that phrase, I'm only a youth. You are not only uh, anything. So don't put that in front of what you are. For example, if you're a college student listening, you're not just a college student. You are God's representative at that university so that they can see what does Jesus look like when he comes to the classroom. Or if you're a teacher, you're not just a teacher. You're not only a teacher. You are God's representative in the classroom so the class can see what does Jesus look like when he's teaching. And I can go on and on with different examples and scenarios, but you are not just an anything. You are God's representative at your job, in your neighborhood, and in your family so people can see Jesus and you can point them to Christ. So wherever you are in life, whatever your unique calling is, embrace it and enjoy it. Be the light, be the salt that God has called you to be. Be God's ambassador and shine brightly in this dark generation. My friend, God has called you to be a world changer and a history maker. And he has spread us out in different spheres for his influence. So once again, whether it's in the military or politics or business, Hollywood, media, social media, family, wherever God have you. Give it your best and point others to Christ and answer God's call on your life. Last question. Why does this even matter? Friends, knowing God's will for your life and walking in purpose matters because it fulfills you. It motivates you. Um, Knowing your purpose gives your life meaning. Rick Warren, Pastor Rick Warren said it like this. Without God, life has no purpose. And without purpose, life has no meaning. Without meaning, life has no significance. So the greatest tragedy is not death. The greatest tragedy is to live a life without purpose. So listen, Thriver, the kingdom of God isn't fully expressed until you are walking in purpose. You need the kingdom of God, and or I say it like this, you need the church, but the church also needs you. You have a part to play in the body of Christ. You have a part to play in God's global plan of redemption and salvation. So quick recap. In order to know God's will for your life, you must first know God and seek after him. Um, knowing God's will for your life matters because it gives your life purpose and it gives your life meaning. And then God's will can be broken down into two, two parts. The universal call, which is to make disciples. We're all called to do that. And 
And secondly, it's a unique call. And God will reveal that to you um, as you are seeking after him. You're trying things and it's going to be connected to your passion and your gifts. And God is going to reveal that to you. Amen. Amen. And amen. My prayer for you that you will answer God's call in your life today and be all that God has called and destined you to be. All right. But switching gears here, breaking news. You do not want to miss Wednesday's episode, y'all. The title of that episode is to shoot your shot. Nah, it's not what you think it means. When I say shoot your shot, I mean, do that thing that God has been stirring in your heart to do. So basically a more practical continuation of today's content. And y'all, um, all glory to God, but I had a chance to speak on about 30 to 35 podcasts um, last year. And this was a topic shooting your shot that I spoke a lot about. And it really resonated with the people. So I was like, you know what? I want to bring this to my audience, to real people, real talk at the top of this year. But until then, follow me on Instagram. And that link is in the show notes. Go ahead and give me a follow and enjoy your week. It's a gift I can add on. About to go to another level. Ain't nobody mad with the devil.